0: Hi friend, Jen here. Question for you. Are you building a personal brand? Or do you want to build a personal brand, but you just don't know where to start? And you feel so confused and you have analysis paralysis and you're like, there's so many options. There's so many things that I could do. There's so many ways to go about it, but I just don't know how to do it. Or maybe you have this desire to do it and you know exactly what to do, but you just don't have the confidence to press go. Well, I have an amazing opportunity or a dare rather for you to do today. We have just announced that we are doing our biggest event yet. We are going to be doing a mega event called Build Your Brand Live in Dallas, Texas, October 20th, 21st, and 22nd, and I am personally inviting you to attend. This is going to be our biggest event we've ever done. So anybody that's interested in building a personal brand or that has a brand or has a service, a product, or a story that can help people and you want to monetize it, I want you to get your butt to Dallas, Texas for this event. Because we're going to be having some of the biggest brand builders, entrepreneurs, influencers and thought leaders speaking on our stages, teaching you how they got seen, got paid and got the confidence to do it. You're also going to be surrounded by hundreds of other like-minded people who can help you on your journey to being seen and creating that brand of your dreams, really becoming that recognized expert in your space. So I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, I know what you're waiting for. You're waiting for me to share you the link and how to sign up. So go to buildyourbrandlive.net right now, or go to the show notes and click on the link and buy a ticket. We're in early bird pricing right now. The prices will never be this low. So go do it right now before that expires and the prices go up. And. I dare you, don't just buy one ticket, but buy two tickets, buy a ticket for a friend to come with you and give the gift of being seen, being paid and being confident to a business bestie of yours. All right, my friend, that's your dare of the day. I can't wait to see you at Build Your Brand Live in Dallas, Texas in October. See you soon. An important piece of manifesting is to believe that it's yours, but then let go and trust and know that whatever is going to come to you and the opportunities that are going to present themselves to get you to that thing that you're manifesting, it may be something even better that you didn't even know existed. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I Dare You to dive right on in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the I Dare You podcast, where we dare ourselves to step out of our comfort zones and live our best life one dare at a time. I felt like I just really wanted to say the tagline to the podcast. I don't even know if I got that right but I really liked it. I hope you liked it too. Anyways, how you guys doing? I am about to leave for Vegas tomorrow and I've been packing, putting all my stuff in my suitcase. I I am the worst packer, I have to say, like absolute worst. I don't in- exist in a land anymore where I can take just a carry-on suitcase. I've completely and totally surrendered to the fact that it doesn't matter how long I'm going somewhere I am going to check a bag and I used to think that I could be that person like when I first started dating Chris I was like oh yeah we're gonna go for a three-day trip I don't want to be that girl that's so extra that checks a bag. bags so I'm gonna fit everything in a carry-on and it was always hard and I was always upset that I didn't bring the shoes that went with the specific outfit because I couldn't fit them and I was just like, after trying and trying and trying to do that, I finally allowed myself to just be like, you know what, Jen, you're a girl that checks a bag. You're going to check a bag and that's it. And deciding that gave me so much freedom. It's ridiculous. But it also then made me an even worse packer. And here's why. Now I'm like, oh, I'm checking a bag and I have this big suitcase. If I'm debating on bringing it, I should just bring it because you never know. That's like my brain always goes there. For some reason, when I go on a trip, no matter if it's for an event or for a speaking engagement or even a vacation, for some reason, I get these like, ideas that I'm going to be doing these unbelievable things. And there's going to be these last minute meals and dinners and plans that I haven't planned on. And I'm going to need all of these outfits that I've probably not worn in my life in months and months and months. But because I'm going on a trip, I'm all of a sudden going to need them. And then I start putting everything that I own into the suitcase. And then usually what happens is I get to where I'm going and I wear jeans and a bodysuit and heels and a leather jacket the entire time the entire time or even worse we don't really do much at all and i'm like oh i just want to wear my sweats i want to wear my workout clothes to this lunch or whatever and then i don't wear anything and it, i actually proved to myself that i really don't need anything when i travel the last trip we went on which well, big trip which was our honeymoon and min maybe some of you have heard me talk about this maybe not but it was like the honeymoon from hell and our bags never arrived and so i literally had to live off of wearing no clothes And I made it and I was just fine. And it was actually fine. Like I didn't miss not having an outfit. It was actually quite comfortable not to have to get all glam and dressed up every night for dinner and just wear whatever. Like we went to the mall and got a few little things just to put on like a little simple dress with sneakers. Boom, done. Anyways, that was a really big rant. But I hope that if you're listening and you're a bad packer, and you have the same issue as me with like these big, uh, grandiose ideas of this fantasy world that you live in when you travel. That you need all these fabulous outfits, and then all of a sudden you have an over fifty pound suitcase for a three day trip. Uh, oh, you're not alone. You're not alone. And you would think I've gotten, I would have gotten better at this. You would think, but either way, like I'm looking at my suitcase now, and it's, it's packed to the brim. We're gonna be there for four days. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways. I'm just gonna own it i'm just gonna release to the fact that that's who i am and i'm just gonna keep being me and maybe that rant helped you maybe it was a waste of your time it helped me a little bit just to really sometimes we just have to be like you know what that's me that's who i am and i'm just gonna give myself permission to be me and i'm gonna let go of judging myself in any way shape or form and it gives you a lot of freedom when you do that so, anyway, this podcast, I promise it will be worth it, you listening to that little rant about packeting, packing, packeting, because we're going to talk about manifesting, and I know that that is many of your favorite topics, because it's the most popular question that I get asked, how to manifest. You might hear my dogs barking, they like the topic. Well, we're going to talk about some of my, well, my a manifestation story that I don't tell often, and why there are some myths out there about manifestation and how you can just move around those myths and not, not have your manifestations come true because you're manifesting in a way that you heard on the internet that is just like completely and totally just I don't believe true and real and because there's this really important piece of the law of attraction and without this piece you don't Manifest. You can't create things if you don't take action. So the law of action is a necessary piece of the law of attraction. All right, so here's my story. I, w- I used to be a personal trainer, hopefully you've been listening in for a while, uh, long enough to know that that is what I used to do. And it was my first experience being an entrepreneur. And this was like my, my rise to entrepreneurship or my, my climb. Uh, it was like my in-between moment where I was really figuring out how to build a business and how to be disciplined and how to, how to make sales and how to run my own company, really. Because when you start off as a personal trainer, it's just you. But for me, I started to grow a business. And I was living in this tiny little studio apartment and but i loved it like in new york city just so you know i live in new york and on the upper west side of new york like getting your own studio apartment is a really big deal it's not cheap it's very expensive you may think oh my gosh a studio apartment because in other places a studio apartment is like wow that's really bad in new york most studio apartments are it's very difficult to to, to get one first of all it's difficult because you need to in new york it's like you have to make an it unbelievable amount of money just to be able to be approved to get an apartment in new york it's like crazy and then or you have to get a guarantor it's all these things that happen so i was able to get my own studio apartment in new york city it was itty bitty teeny tiny not even a full-size refrigerator and my window faced like like this um the first studio apartment i had my window faced a brick wall but the second one was a little bit better same size but the window faced like this courtyard still very small window didn't get a lot of light but either way, I loved my studio. I really did. I was It was cozy and comfy and cute, and I, and I loved it. It was in my favorite neighborhood in New York City, which is the neighborhood I still live in, the Upper West Side, and I loved it, but I always, of course, dreamt of having these massive windows. I always wanted big windows, and I would train people that lived in these magnificent buildings. You know the buildings with the floor-to-ceiling windows that wrap around the whole thing, and their apartments were gorgeous and light and airy and huge, and all new appliances and with you know the whole thing with the gym and the building and all that stuff and i would be in these buildings all day going from building to building to building training these clients and i would come back home to my little studio and while i loved my little studio very much i would lay in my bed and i would visualize having really big floor-to-ceiling windows i and living on a higher floor i lived on i think the I lived on the third floor and then I lived on the fourth floor. So I didn't really have any view at all. And I would lay there during my lunch breaks and I would close my eyes and I would envision that I was laying in a room with floor to ceiling windows with light just streaming on them um, onto my body and streaming into my face and just feeling so free and open and airy with these huge windows. And then I would get up and go back to train the rest of my clients for the day. I Usually most of my clients were in the morning and then I would have another chunk of them at the end of the day. So then after that, I would go and I would go to this one building on West 72nd Street and there was this, it was this unbelievably beautiful building, it's still there right on the corner of 72nd and broadway and i had a, a bunch of clients there and it was my favorite building in the entire city it, it had floor-to-ceiling windows like it was all glass wrapped around all of the corner and it was actually called the corner and i would train lots of clients there and i got to know the doormen at that building i got to know the people that Uh, ran the rentals there and uh, like would rent the apartments to people there. And I really became a staple at that building because I was training people all the time. Okay. I just took my dog out of the bedroom and put her in the living room so she would no longer interrupt our time together. Okay. So I trained people at this building all the time. And every time I would walk into the building, I would envision that I lived there. And I would, I would play a game with myself because uh, th- this was one of the things that I wanted to manifest. I had on my vision board a photo of this building. I had also the business card of the woman who ran the rentals there that I knew. Her name was Patty and I became friends with her and I had her business card. I was like ready to get my apartment, even though there was no way in hell at that time I could afford an apartment in that building, not even close. But when I would walk in, I would act as if I lived there and I would say to the doorman all the time and, they they can really vouch for this. I, I would be like, I'm gonna live here one day, you'll see. And they would laugh at me and they'd be like, okay, yep, cool, go ahead, go on up to the gym. And I would press the button in the elevator and I would envision in the elevator that I wasn't going to the gym, that I was going all the way up to one of the apartments with the floor to ceiling windows that wrapped around the corner of the building and I would look over 72nd Street and it was my building, my gym. I lived there and I was really acting as if and embodying that that was my home. Now, this is the first piece of the law of attraction. This is not all of it. This is the first piece. Yes, I had it on a vision board. Yes, I I would visualize it and I would see it in my mind's eye when I would look at my vision board, but then I would act as if it was really my existence. So pretending that I lived there when I walked in and just feeling the feelings of gratitude that I would feel if I actually did live in that building. This is the first piece, the feeling grateful for it as if it exists in your life. So creating a memory in the subconscious that the thing that you want is already yours, just getting really familiar with the way that it feels to have the thing that you want. So I was the person that had an apartment in that building. I was the person that could afford to have an apartment in that building. In fact, I was a person in my mind that lived in that building. But then I would go back to my little studio apartment, which was, you know, a couple of buildings down. And then when I would go there, I would close my eyes at night and close my eyes and during my lunch break when I would visualize and just envision that I was not in that studio, that I was actually in one of those big apartments with the floor to ceiling windows. So here's the thing. I kept training people, kept training people, kept training people in that building and kept building my business and growing and kept stepping outside of my comfort zone and doing things that were hard and doing things that were scary. And when I say, when I mean by doing things that were hard and doing things that were scary, I was building a business one step at a time, not knowing what the hell I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I just kept trying to figure it out. I kept going to events. I kept listening to podcasts. I kept reading books. I was studying and learning how to market myself, how to get more clients, how to do more sales, how to hire people, how to make manage people. And before I knew it I was I was making really good money, especially for a single girl living in Manhattan like I had my own business. And if you know any of my story like I had nothing before I started this. I built it from the ground up. From nothing, from zero, from living in a with six other people in an apartment to then finally getting my own little studio. And then you know, I still wasn't where I wanted to be. Like life was good, it wasn't great. I still had goals, like lots of goals and living in that building was one of them. So Here's the thing with the law of attraction and manifesting. It's really important that you say what you want, you visualize what you want, you put it out into the universe that you want it, meaning telling people that you want it, and then instead of wanting it, act as if it's already yours. But then more importantly, you then let it go and you just allow it to appear in your life if that is for you so the thing that I think people get wrong about manifesting a lot of the times is they push and they push and they push to get one specific thing when maybe that specific thing isn't what's meant for them to feel the way they want to feel maybe something else is but because they're so focused on that one specific thing that they miss the opportunities to get the thing that the universe really has in store for them to make them feel that way and The thing is like you guys we don't necessarily really want the actual thing we're manifesting we want the way that thing will make us feel so i was manifesting an apartment in that building because i wanted to feel the feelings of the sun-drenched apartment and the freedom and the openness and the airiness and the inspiration that would come from living in a place that was so beautiful and open and airy with the windows and looking over at 72nd street and just feeling the independence now if you were to tell me that i would get a different apartment that made me feel that way and that apartment was the one that I was manifesting wasn't meant for me, but something else that was even better was, I'd be like, sure, give it to me, great, that's amazing. An important piece of manifesting is to believe that it's yours, but then let go and trust and know that whatever is going to come to you and the opportunities that are going to present themselves to get you to that thing that you're manifesting, it may be something even better that you didn't even know existed. And that is what has happened in the case for in many cases for me for lots of things. But for this specific manifestation, I did end up, spoiler alert, getting exactly what I wanted. But I didn't just get it by accident. I didn't just get it because it was handed to me. I didn't just get it because it magically appeared. I got it because I worked really hard and I took a lot of action. So. Remember, I was spending a lot of time getting clients in that building, training people in that building, becoming friends with my clients, and then getting introduced to Patty, the lady who rents apartments in that building. It's not easy to get an apartment in New York City, like I said. So subconsciously, I was actually taking action towards getting this apartment even before I could get an apartment there even before like it was even a real thing. But in my mind, I was already planning because I was tricking my subconscious to believing that it was mine, that I was getting one. So I was making friends with Patty. I was making friends with the doorman. I was making myself known in the building. I was making friends with people there. I was just getting really comfortable with the fact that this would be my home one day. So, Chris and I ended up falling in love, and he was the guy that I was manifesting, another manifestation. So look, you never really know how it's all going to come into play, and maybe one thing that you're manifesting is going to lead you to something else. And when I met Chris, he actually lived in a teeny tiny apartment too. He was just getting started and building his life back up as well. And he lived in this little small apartment on 55th Street, and he, it was like a furnished apartment, a very, very like not permanent home. And he was in the process of trying to find a place to live. now. I knew that that was the best building in the city. And I was like, you know what? I I actually have a hookup at this building because he was trying to get into all these other buildings and they couldn't, he wasn't able to get in because he didn't know anybody or like whatever, like all of these weird rules when it comes to renting in the city. So I was like, I'm going to introduce you to Patty, see if you can get like, a one bedroom in this building let's try to see if you can get in this building so all of that work that i did to make relationships there and know everybody there paid off because i was able to introduce into patty and she was like i'm gonna there's an apartment here that is open but you know nobody like i wasn't supposed to tell anybody about it because it's on hold for these other people whatever we ended up being able to get Chris into that building, into that apartment. It was a small one bedroom, not the huge one that I was manifesting of small one with windows that did not look over 72nd Street, but they were beautiful windows. And Chris ended up being able to get that. And I still lived in my studio. And in the meantime, Chris and I were both building our businesses, working our asses off, really putting in the reps day in and day out. And then we en- ended up coming together and deciding that we were going to be business partners and build Super Connector Media together. And then once we started doing that and the business started becoming really successful, we were then like, okay, let's move in together. Let's really do this. And because the business was becoming so successful, we were able to come together and actually get the dream apartment in that building. But it only happened because i had been visualizing manifesting deciding it was mine and then taking action on be connecting with people in that building to get chris in and then once chris was in and once we were in and i was friends with patty i was like patty now i'm gonna move in too and we're gonna get an apartment together and now we can upgrade because we've built this business and everything like that and so we ended up getting the apartment of my dreams the one that with the windows that wrapped around 72nd street huge like exact apartment from my visualization now, I, you were, if I were to just tell this story in a short way in a reel on Instagram, you would be like, oh, my God, she visualized it, and then it happened, and that's how manifestation works. No, I didn't just visualize it, and it appear in my life. I didn't just put it on a vision board, and it magically occurred that, like, oh, yay, here's your beautiful apartment. No. I visualized it. I saw it every day on my vision board. And then I would train people in the building and walk in the building as if it was my apartment, as if I, as if I lived there. I would tell the doorman I was going to live there. I would find more clients in that building so that I could be in that building more. I connected with the person that rented the apartments in that building. I made friends with them. I made the connection with them. I, I, I swore up and down that I was going to live there one day, and I prepared to live there one day. Even though I couldn't see the how, I prepared. I prepared and then i was spending a lot of time manifesting love manifesting my man he happened to be needing an apartment couldn't find one couldn't find one i had the end i had the connection because i had been working on making that connection for me but i ended up being able to help him and then we worked our ass off both in our own businesses came together created a business together continue to build and grow that business to a place where it became successful. And then we were able to both move into and upgrade to this unbelievable dream of mine. I don't even want to say unbelievable because of course I knew it was going to be mine, right? I was manifesting it. It was already mine in my brain. And when we moved in, I was like, this is it. This is the moment that I've been seeing in my mind. For years, I've been seeing this apartment. For years, visualizing myself laying in my bed, opening my eyes, seeing, coming out into my kitchen and seeing these floor to ceiling windows that wrap around 72nd street and looking out at my favorite city in the world from this view and walk in. And then when I started to walk in the building, when I moved in, when I was moving in all my boxes and Chris and I were like moving to that apartment, I was like, see, I told you I was going to move in here. I told you I was going to live here. And they were astounded. So That is one of my favorite stories that I haven't told all of the details about with manifesting. And I I hope that you got something out of that story. I hope that you remember that it is not just about visualizing. It's about deciding that it's yours. And because you decided that it was yours, you work your ass off and you take action to get it. Without the law of action, doing doing, 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 nothing just is handed to you. So yes, you want to do the visualizing. You want to do the believing that helps you to take action a lot easier. That helps you to notice the opportunities that helps the coincidences form because you're telling your subconscious that it's already yours. So it's like, Oh yeah, duh. Of course I'm going to go like help Chris get an apartment here. Oh yeah, of course. Cause I know somebody there because I've been putting in the work cause I want to live here one day. That is how it works. And then more importantly, I was just letting go, allowing it to take form, allowing it to take place, being patient, knowing that one day it would happen, knowing that I needed to just consistently put in the work, that nothing is promised to me, and that it's what I want, or something completely better will happen as a result of all of this believing, and all of this seeing, and all of this taking action. So. That, my friends, is your podcast for today. I hope you loved it. If you loved it, please share it. Uh, Please share it with a friend and text it. Just, I love texting links to podcasts to my friends. It's our favorite thing to do. That's how we connect. I'm like, oh my God, you got to listen to this episode. You got to listen to this. So share this with a friend. And then my dare of the day, of course, we always have to give you a dare. My dare of the day for you today is to act as if the thing that you want is already yours. And you could do that in any way, shape, or form. You can go tell somebody, oh, it's mine. I've already, you know, I'm just going to go, uh, well, like that building, I'm already going to live there, right? Or I live there. It's mine. Um, I have that job. That is my job. Or I have that uh that relationship. I am so madly in love. We are so in love. And just do that for like five minutes. I don't even want you to do it all day. I don't want you to feel like you're crazy talking to people all day long about it. Just see what it feels like. Try it on for size. This is me. This is my reality. I have this. And then let it go. And then release it into the universe and say, thank you so much. Thank you so much, universe, for sending that or something even better my way. I release, I surrender, I let go, and I trust that it's happening. Boom. The end. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time on the I Dare You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.